Welcome to Write Your Book in a Flash with Dan Janelle, the only podcast where you'll learn how successful people just like you have grown their businesses, expanded their influence, and made more money by writing a book. On each episode, you'll learn the inside secrets to help you create a book that can serve as a powerful marketing tool to skyrocket your business. I'm your host, Dan Janelle. I help thought leaders, business executives, and entrepreneurs write their books. To find out more, go to writeyourbookinaflash.com. Welcome, everyone. I'm delighted to welcome my guest today, R.V. Robinson, a fantastic speaker, trainer, and a good friend of mine. How are you today, R.V.? I'm great. Thank you, Dan. (laughs) Marvelous. Thank you so much for being here. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? I would love to. So I'm a master speaker trainer, international speaker and author, but I haven't always been a master speaker trainer. As a matter of fact, I got into it by accident. Uh, My degree is in information systems, and I went to work at a college for a company by the name of Deloitte Haskins and Sales. And my job, I wasn't a CPA, but my job was to set up financial accounting systems for small to mid-sized companies and teach the bookkeepers and controllers how to use them, how to automate. Now, Dan, if you remember, this, back in the 80s, this is when companies uh, you know, would have computers that were the size of a room. And so small businesses couldn't afford those big IBM mainframes. So this was a revolutionary time. And so it was an exciting time. And my boss came to me one day and he said, Arvie, I want you to get out there and start speaking and tell people that we're offering this brand new service. And I thought to myself, well, I took one speech class in college. I was good to go. I knew everything there was to know about public speaking. Well, a lot of speaking engagements opened up, you know, when you're with a company that size. So it wasn't a problem getting the speaking engagements. The problem was I wasn't getting clients from the speaking engagements because I didn't know what I was doing and no one was coming up to me at the end of my talk, no conversations. And I would see other speakers and they would have people around them exchanging business cards. And I knew I was doing something wrong, but I just didn't know what it was. I couldn't put my finger on it. And so one day this woman comes up to me, I see her coming and I was like so excited because I thought, okay, I must be doing something right. She comes up to me and she says, honey, I hate to tell you this. And I'm thinking, well, then don't, right? <laughs> don't. But I was brave, and I said, well, what is it? And she said, honey, do you know that after every sentence, you say okay? <laughs> and the only thing I could say back to her was okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I got it in that moment that I was the problem, that I needed to get trained. And I needed to respect public speaking. So I I, um, went to anything I could find. I went to seminars. I read books. I got a coach. I did everything I could to get better at speaking. And then the most amazing thing happened. The better I got, the better my clients got. And then the better my promotions got. And so I used it not only to get clients in corporate America, but I used it for upward mobility. And so I had a beautiful career for 23 years and then i was at the very top i could go that kind of that ceiling as a senior manager and not being a cpa i really couldn't become a partner or or move anywhere else in the firm and by then after 23 years i no longer was a trailblazer there were so many people in my industry and so many consultants that were new and jumping on the bandwagon and so it just wasn't fun anymore 
So I decided it was time to make a change. But I didn't know what kind of change to make because this was my degree, this was my career, it's all I knew. So I did what any smart girl would do, Dan. I prayed about it. <laughs> and God said, public speaking, go out and teach others what I've taught you, he said to me. And I knew exactly what he meant. I left corporate America 17 years ago and since that t and set up my own public speaking training company. And since that time, I've trained over 5,000 business owners entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, authors, even brigadier generals and and pastors, you know, anybody you can imagine on how to just become a better speaker and not only use it to get clients, but to use it to for influence, to gain visibility and to create that speech that they can't wait to deliver. And so that's what I've been doing up to this point. Fantastic. What a wonderful journey and what a great idea. What a great topic for today's uh, podcast. And that is, how do you turn your book into a speech? Now, most of us who have written books have written 20,000, 25,000, 30,000, 40,000 words with dozens of stories, case studies, ideas. There's so much there. How would you suggest that someone craft a signature story from all of that content? Great question, because speaking is very different from writing, very different. I, too, wrote a book, Speak Up, Get Clients, and it took me nine years, nine years to write this book. Why? Because I'm a speaker, not a writer, and I had to learn how to write. So if you're a writer, want to be a speaker, the first step is you need to learn how to be a speaker before you can turn your book into a speech. So let's say you're trained, right? You've come to me, you're trained. Now you know the system and the steps to developing a great persuasive presentation. The first step that you want to do is outline what you want to deliver. In other words, outline the meat. So let's say your book is 500 pages. So you want to condense it down to something that is more manageable. So let me give you some hints to do that. If you're speaking for 30 minutes, you've got time for five to seven teaching points, or what I like to call the meat. Five to seven, that's it. So you might have 100 in your book. Well, it's too much. You want to pick and choose the most important teaching points. Now, if you go, well, they're all important. Well, I'm sure they are. Then pick the latest and greatest. The new trends, the innovations, something that nobody's heard of or heard of it very little. Don't pick the common things, the basics, none of that. People are tired of that. We want the real stuff. We want the meat. We want the truth, right? So pick out the real stuff. So once you've developed and decided on the five or seven, that, that's for a 30-minute talk, of course. Well, I like to develop a 30-minute signature talk because that's all we have time for today. Very few people get an hour, and you know, fewer get any more than that. So just develop it for 30 minutes because then it's easy to condense. So if you look at your speech like a sandwich, and we have a beginning, which is top piece of bread, and we have the ending, the close. In the middle are your teaching points, or what I call the meat. When you develop a 30-minute, if you have to go to, five, to, let's say, 15 minutes, it's easy to take out some of the meat. That's all you have to worry about. So if you have seven teaching points, take out two of them. Take out three of them. 
It's easy to go from 30 minutes to 15 to 10 to even five minutes. If you have five minutes, you have time for one teaching point. So you want to make sure it's your most brilliant idea. So those are the first two steps, getting trained, outlining what you're going to do, <clears throat> and then and then I've got more tips, but I want to go back to you there. Okay, that's great. By the way, uh, if we were to deconstruct your introduction, it was a brilliant example of a signature talk. You talked about, you talk about where you were from, a problem you had, how you solved that problem, and now you're helping other people solve their problems the way you did with solving your problem. And I think that's something that most people don't realize when they tell their their signature their signature talks or their their how we got here. Your solution to your problem was that you found a coach who could help you speak. And I think a lot of people yes. do their signature talks just give a chronology. They don't say, by the way, I'm a coach and <laughs> I'm a coaching is what made my business different so the implication is you need a coach to make your life different the way i tell people that you need to write a book to make their lives different so i think that that was brilliant and if people rewind this podcast and listen to that your signature talk your opening introduction you'll they'll realize you packed a lot of information there that helped to sell you as a speaker and as a coach as well so let's shift a little bit because we talked about the content and the meat. Let's talk about uh, that other wonderful idea. How do you get clients from your speech? All right. Excellent. Because that's my specialty and I just love to do that. Well, first of all, you need to build rapport with your audience. And it's something that people forget. They want to step on stage and just give the content and we're not ready for it. We don't know who you are or even if we should listen to you. So make sure you're building trust and rapport with your audience. Now, there's several ways to do that. And yes, there's different ways to do it online, virtually, and different ways to do it live. So you need to know both. As a speaker today, we need to know how to speak virtually and how to speak live. It's not one or the other. Now today, it's both. Both those worlds have collided. So when we build rapport live, let me just talk about that for a minute. We can uh, call people by name. That builds rapport. We can say yes. We can say thank you. We can look them in the eye. We can uh, meet them ahead of time. We can shake their hands. We can do all kinds of physical things that we can't do in the virtual world. Mm. However, some things are similar. Calling people by name has never been easier than in the virtual world because if you are using an application like Zoom, then we can see your name so there's no excuse. So it's a lot easier than live because oftentimes live we don't have name tags so you have to meet people ahead of time and then use their name later and we can still say please we can still say thank you now we don't have the same eye contact and we don't have the same physical contact so when you don't have that then guess what everything else you do it has to be amplified so when you call them by name and you reach out to somebody you need to make it a big deal call their name several times instead of just once refer to them Right, So building that rapport, when people come in the room, I don't care if you're the host or not the host, right? If you're the speaker, you're considered partly the host, welcome people. There is nothing worse, whether it's live or especially when it's online, where you walk into a room and no one even knows you're there. That's horrible. That's awful. 
So you want to build rapport, acknowledge people as they come in the room, talk to them a little bit, move on with the next person. So build that trust and rapport. The other way you build trust and rapport is through your professional story, just like I did. You want to know a little bit about me, right? I mean, my credentials, I've had 17 years in the industry. I've trained over 5,000 people. That's credentials. I've spoke all over the world. I've given over 3,500 speeches. I don't say it to brag or impress anybody. I say it because that's credentials. I do what I say I do. I teach what I do. I do what I teach. All of that, right? And and it's my mission. It, it's what I do. And I don't, I don't go in different lanes. I don't sell real estate on the side. I don't do anything on the side. This is all I do 24-7. Teach people how to speak or speak myself. And that is it. I'm in that one lane. Okay. Arvi, do people make mistakes when they build rapport? Because I've seen some people speak and it's like, I don't care about that part of your story or I just don't even believe that part of you or I hate you because you just said that. What mistakes do people make in their bios or their intros that turn off people in the audience? By not asking permission to talk about yourself, that's one way that you can offend people. By saying too much about yourself, by bragging too much or boasting, making it sound boastful uh, is too much. Putting out testimonials too soon before people have felt like they like you, know you, and trust you. Because then it starts sounding too much like boasting rather than, hey, you know, this is what I can do. So save your testimonials for later after you've delivered great content. So build trust and rapport, deliver great content, then go into your clothes and part of your clothes are success stories or what other people call testimonials great let's so let's end by uh, having a few more tips on how do you make a good close without being salesy or sounding salesy well letting the story sell for you help the testimonials or the success stories help and just really inviting people to take the next step so instead of calling it a close instead of calling it a call to action i call it an invitation an invitation to do the next step with you because your message will save somebody's life, their business, or even their soul. So it's our duties as speakers to give people a way to get more. And if you don't, if you just give information and walk away and say thank you, then it's a disservice because there's somebody out there that's hurting, that's bleeding, that's suffering, and they need you as that solution. And you've just opened the wound, and now they say, I want you, you can solve my problem. So we have to give them a way to do that. Either, either And it doesn't have to be salesy. You can give them your calendar link and invite them to a free 30-minute um, discovery session, strategy session, whatever you want to call that, so that they can learn more about you. You can invite them to a small workshop, or, of course, even invite them to buy your book. However, the book isn't what's going to change their life. So I like to just give them the book if they sign up for a small workshop or something else like that. Or I'll give them in the virtual world, I'll give them a PDF version of my book. But again, it's to build that rapport and encourage them to sign up for something bigger than that that really will change their life. Because transformation takes time. And people want that. They want transformation. 
They want permanent change, and a 30-minute talk will not give them the permanent change that they are seeking. It takes, what, a three-month coaching program, a six-month coaching program, a a year-long coaching program before they can really be who they want to be based on your, you know, the information that you're providing. So when I hired the book coach, you know, we worked on my book for at least a year before uh, it was actually done. I worked on it my own before that, but then once I got a coach, whoop, within a year it was done, and and it's a beautiful book, and I'm also getting ready to uh, speak it on Audible, as you know. So it just goes on. It's a book that just keeps on giving. Fantastic, and I want to say if you work with a book coach like me, it probably wouldn't have taken you a year. But. Oh, I didn't even know. <laughs> <laughs> we were connected then. Okay. RB, why don't, you, uh, who, so why don't we close by letting people know who your perfect client is and how they can get in touch with you? Absolutely. So my perfect client is the individual that knows they have a message to share and they're ready to share it. And they're just not quite sure how to get it out there. So I teach people a system by which to del- to create, craft, and deliver that persuasive presentation that will get them clients or raise funds for their not-for-profit or get people to change their mind about their views even. And, um, you know, so that's my specialty. And what is your website so people can get in touch with you? It's my name. So it's R.B. Robinson, and that's spelled A-R-B-E-E. Robinson, and that's my mom and dad's initials, Ray and Vivian, and they made it a name. Yay! <laughs> I wondered about that. I was, I was meaning to ask him. Glad you told me. That's wonderful. Very cool. Thank you for being with us today, RV. Thank you, Dan. Thank you for listening to the Write Your Book in a Flash podcast with Dan Janelle, the only podcast that shows you exactly how people just like you have built their businesses by writing a book. If you'd like to write your book but don't know where to start, you can find great information at writeyourbookinaflash.com. If you're ready to take your next step to write the book that can transform your business, I invite you to schedule a free, no-obligation consulting call with me by going to writeyourbookinaflash.com. We'll be back next week with another insightful interview to help you become a top business leader.